Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the independent film, Youth Men, that came out... In 2018, I think maybe it got a larger release uh, in 2021. It has a couple dates associated with it. Uh, it is a movie that is written and directed by Ariel Camino and Jeff Ryan. Uh, this movie, as well as written by, co-written by Christopher O'Connell. Uh, this stars Jeff Ryan, Tori Hines, uh, as well as many other cast uh, in the cast available. This this movie is available right now if you're listening to this right now it is available on peacock voodoo and tubi all of which i mean i think you need a subscription for peacock but tubi and voodoo ad base either way it is available for you to watch uh the plot of this movie is a young pastor david bauer <clears throat> he has a uh he has what he considers to be the greatest job in the world and can't wait to bring his youth group to Bible camp. Uh, he's positive that this is the year that he wins the camp competitions. Uh, but David's plans are derailed by a sudden arrival of a new co-worker, uh, an equally competitive church, as well as surly teenage rebellion. Overall, I had no idea what to expect watching this movie but when i did turned it on i instantly loved the vibe uh has a lot of funny moments it is a fun little indie film it is very much if you were to take the show the office and you did a movie about youth group so it is the office meets youth group uh which i enjoy i've been re-watching the office there are some comparisons i can make to the characters in this movie two characters in the office also very interesting characters very unique characters that are similar to the office uh, but this is packed into a low budget indie film that only has a short runtime of an hour and 19 minutes uh, so it's a movie that is very short and very interesting <clears throat> the reason that how i found out about this movie the production company uh, first name films reached out to me on TikTok, uh, and they asked if I would be willing to review their film uh, to make TikTok videos. Obviously, I do a long format review, and then each episode of my podcast, I create three clips from every episode to post on all my social media. So, of course, I'm always looking for new movies to watch. I'm open to people suggesting that, and I have a deep love for independent films for anybody that is doing something out of the normal system doing it on their own very diy and i love the raw nature the rough around the edges nature 
uh, that you get from an independent film. Like this is something that you would see if you went to a film festival and you saw this movie. And the you know sometimes you see these hidden gems in film festivals that they just never get a big release. They don't have the promotional budgets that big blockbusters have. Um, but you know being able to promote and share these types of movies with people is something that I love. So I was absolutely willing to review their movie. Absolutely. Right. I'm always open to doing that. And, uh, you know, there's a charm that comes with these kinds of films that you get with the low budget indie type of a vibe of a film, right? They don't always work. They're usually problems. They're not perfect, right? They don't have, excessive budgets they they're usually shot very little money very little amount of time just trying to get these ideas out so of course there's going to be aspects of it that aren't perfect uh but i also i kind of find the imperfections to be the most attractive parts of independent films i i really do like that aspect of independent films and this movie very much an independent film right it's a movie that was made on a shoestring budget uh, filmed over 19 days. Many of the people who worked on this film did so for free. Uh, and it's based on the experiences growing up in youth groups by the writers and directors who grew up in youth groups and based on their experiences and kind of that unique world that is the youth group. Right. And I was nervous, a little nervous finding out that this is about a youth group. Uh, you know, wasn't sure if this was going to be a Christian movie, you know, despite being very active in the church as a kid, I was, uh, I participated in many youth group activities, you know, but these days I am very much an atheist and am very critical of Christians and churches. Uh, but I still enjoyed this film. I still enjoy this because it's not I was, I don't, it's not, it's not a Christian film. Obviously it is an aspect of it, but some of the humor is something that you would not see in a typical Christian film. This is a mockumentary style similar to the office. Obviously that is why one of the major reasons I, it has that instant comparison to the office, which I have been rewatching recently. So there's a lot of comparisons between the two, right? You have this, awkward youth pastor who's kind of out of date self-righteous with like just like a one of the most annoyingly horrible soul patch like ridiculous soul patch right it is almost like a perfectly rectangular soul patch a neat and tidy soul patch which backwards hat very fred durst kind of energy but youth group fred durst if that's even a possible combination right but good intentions this guy right very much like a michael scott of the office this guy also hilarious actor the performance is great apparently there was a lot of improv improv improvisation uh done by these actors a lot of these actors have experience doing improv and it shows uh, the actor that played the lead in this was absolutely great which is also he's the writer co-writer and co-director of this as well um, I should bring up the cast list real quick. Uh, but his character's name is David and Jeff Ryan. Awesome. I like, yeah, uh, he's great as the youth pastor. 
very much like a Michael Scott kind of a guy. Very desperate to be cool, right? To be the cool youth pastor, right? He's got the soul patch. He's got the backwards hat. Tries to, it seems like he's trying to, like he gave himself the nickname Pastor D, right? And it seems like something that he wants to catch on amongst the kids, whether that is that's true or not, I got that vibe from it, right? Always jacked up on energy drinks. Very much somebody that would be like a bro in normal, like probably at some point of it, if he wasn't a youth pastor, would probably have worn like Tom Hardy or like affliction clothing. And he's threatened by these this uh, a new youth pastor being brought in to help him out named Rachel, and she is six months pregnant, and kind of the only level-headed person in this, right? And if I were to keep making office comparisons, she would be in many ways the Pam, which Pam was a good balance to the insanity of Michael Scott, right? And in this movie, Rachel kind of provides a balance to Dave in a lot of ways. And then you have a cast of kids that play the youth group and they're great. I love all each one of them has their own specific kind of vibe and personality, right? You have Mark who's kind of like the meathead idiot kind of a guy. You have Deb who's like the rebel, by far my favorite character is Deb. Almost kind of has like a goth kind of a look, but definitely the rebel, but that knows everything. Like she rebels because she is so educated, so she's able to point things out and, and kind of, you know, call people out on things, which I appreciate that aspect of her character. You have Thomas, who's a very innocent and naive kind of a guy. You have Steven, who is the very, he's super quiet, right? Maybe there's some hidden rage, maybe some, like, school shooter tendencies with, with Kevin. Obviously, nothing that extreme in this movie, but, you know, they all have, and there's other characters, they all have kind of their interesting quirks to them and then you have different adults during the camp when they go to the camp right the camp leader the rival youth group leader right a great cast all around i would say and it definitely reminded me of my days in youth group events growing up uh in my days to bring people into my life what it was like for me growing up in a church I was the lead puppeteer in a Christian puppet group. So I was very involved in all of the youth. My best friend growing up, his mom, was the youth pastor, right? She was the leader of the puppet group. We went on tour, playing different churches. We went to conventions. And there's a lot of this that kind of brings back those days which were at the time fun, you know, because you're around just being able to socialize with other kids in this way uh, is interesting. But then also the idea, the kind of sheltered, naive aspect to how some of these kids are is very true to life. How there are, you know, there's uh, some kids are more like Deb. Some ki other kids are more like, you know, Thomas. So it definitely brought me back to those kinds of uh, days in my, my youth as the uh, puppeteer doing puppet shows. And also, 
obviously there's a moment where they sing a song and something that's very common in churches where a church will take a popular song and just rewrite the lyrics to make them religious. This movie has an example of that. I mean, that was part of one of the main, aside from like we would do original scripts for the puppets. We had pre-recorded scripts that we would go off of. And a lot of the songs that we performed in our puppet group were popular songs that the lyrics were changed and, you know, given religious lyrics to perform. And it's fun to see that uh, kind of expressed in this movie as well. And, uh, you know, the random games and activities that you would do definitely brought me back to those days. Um, you know, which this movie, like I said, not very, it's not specifically, this is not a movie that's trying to sell you on Christianity. It is more of, you know, it is, it's as the office is to paper products, this movie is to a youth group, right? That just happens to be the group of people and the unique types of awkward situations you could be in, right? Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote, are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get Get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of the Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com/plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. And you know, there's definitely some honesty and some jokes in this which there's a lot of jokes it's a surprisingly funny movie uh not like in a bad way like surprising like it felt good that this movie like i was happy i was nervous watching this movie because i you know i the last thing i want to do is be asked to watch and review a movie and then to put it on and it's not funny it's overly it's like trying to sell me on Christianity in some way like it does all of the things that like I would have hated to come on and I would have and have been brutal to this movie I would have had a list of things which this movie's not perfect and when I get into spoilers I will talk about the moments I liked and I will talk about the things that I wish this movie had done different right because it is an independent movie it's not a perfect piece of work but it has Amazing potential, amazing characters, a ton of funny moments, a ton of funny, like the, the writing or the improv that they did on camera was great. I think it, it knocked all that, like from awkward sex talks to talking about women's reproductive organs to all kinds of funny lines in this, right? A lot of funny lines, a lot of funny moments, and, you know... It's uh, aspects of this movie I wished had been fleshed out a little, little bit more, right? They had great characters that I think they could have had been used 
more. Like, they could have easily made this a longer movie and just utilized the characters. But obviously, you know, they're restricted in what they could do, right? Their shooting schedule, their budget. A lot of these people working for free anyway. So, but, you know, I'm still going to talk about those things. Uh, And just getting to know the kids would have been nice as well. Uh, But Pastor Dave, uh, Pastor D., perfectly fleshed out like great like just so understood and like a douchebag but also like very much like michael scott like somebody that rides that line of being funny like being sympathetic but also being a nuisance in a lot of ways and him playing off of rachel was great like she is the perfect balance just like pam is in the office you know, and it just felt like there maybe some subplots could have been added with the kids fleshing them out more, right? They had some small moments, but could have easily had more. I would have loved more of the kids. Um, and easily this could be, this idea could easily be fleshed out into an actual TV series, right? Uh, because it similarly to like a Parks and Rec or an Office or uh, Abbott Elementary, Like, the characters are interesting, and if you were just able to do a bunch of fun new storylines involving the different characters and their dynamics would would be so easy for them to do, right? Because they they have the chemistry. I think it's all all the elements are there. All the ingredients are there, right? But, you know, movie had a lot of potential. Still fun. Still a lot of fun. And uh, I'm going to get into more details in spoilers. So this is basically... Youth group, they're going to a competition. You have a leader that's being threatened, thinking he might lose his job to this new youth pastor. Also very competitive, wanting to win the competitions at this youth group uh, camp. So you have, you know, it's kind of a camp story. It's kind of a, almost like a sports story, right? Underdog kind of a story. Uh, So there's a lot of different things going on. And then also you have the kids and just kind of experiencing the different ridiculous things that kids do in youth group. So it's a fun movie. I would highly recommend checking it out before I get into spoilers. And you can check it out again, Peacock, Voodoo, and Tubi, at least as I looked yesterday. Obviously, you can go to Just Watch, type in Youthmin, all one word, W-O-U-T-H-M-I-N. Maybe not the best title for SEO. Type in Youthmin and find it check it out so do that uh, but i do want to get into the spoilers so you've been warned spoilers from here on out uh the best part of this movie pastor dave ridiculous soul patch uh pastor d aka david right lives in the office right always jacked up on energy drinks the one thing he doesn't agree with the church is the turning the other cheek, which is hilarious. Like out of all of the things, like out of all of the things Christians love to cherry pick to not follow in Christianity, the idea of not turning the other cheek is his absolutely hilarious. Uh, you have the rival with with uh, Rachel. You have the rivalry with the other camp. You also him trying to be cool. For the kids like so desperate 
so try hard with the kids, right? Even reminds me of a supervisor I had at an old job who was a youth pastor. And he would compare himself to Michael Scott as well, which he was never funny, right? But he definitely was trying. Like, he's a very, this supervisor I had was a very unfunny youth pastor that thought he was at least cool enough to be funny unlike david in this movie who is actually funny (laughs) right he actually pulls off like it's a very it's a very difficult thing to get to that type of a michael scott type of a character right because you are walking a fine line of being just annoying right you still have to be funny right and you have to be kind of aware but unaware it's great. That uncomfortably awkward, trying desperately to be slick and cool. There's a lot of awkward scenes in this movie, right? You have, there's a moment when he first meets the, when he first meets Rachel, she's pregnant, six months pregnant, and he like tries to give her a fist bump for being pregnant, right? There's, uh, he asks her to keep the pregnancy on, a, on the down low. Clearly she's showing, but it's like, We don't want the kids to know the whole pregnancy thing, right? Trying to shelter, thinking like these kids that are clearly in their teens, should be way old enough to know about pregnancy. And but, you know, overly trying to make sure they're censored in a way that's completely impossible for her. There's no way she can pretend. And he's like, make sure no breastfeeding, not that she has a baby yet. Vitamins, right? Something that you could hear easily, Michael Scott trying to say something that doesn't make any sense and is completely unable it's like impossible to do you also have right all the kids they're teens right and of course the first thing these kids mention when they see her is that she's pregnant right and it's not a big deal right and pastor d completely clearly jealous of the attention rachel's getting for being prego right this dude's trying so hard and all she has to do is just be herself and she's like instantly loved right so it's just one of the it's just like he is his own worst enemy in so much of this and the scene where i kind of knew this wasn't a christian movie there is a m- bottled water scene that involves using the bottled water as a metaphor for purity Right. And he's talking to these kids and how he starts it. It is like a scene from a creepy youth pastor wanting to know the sexual behaviors of the kids. It's very creepy on its face, but able to pull it off in a way that just makes it seem like this guy is just out of touch with what he's asking these kids. Right. Which is another thing Michael Scott would do. Just something completely offensive and not something you should do. And he's doing this whole thing, putting like food coloring into this bottle of water and each drop of food cuddling coloring is like another way in which these kids could become impure right it's this whole metaphor which i remember those kinds of metaphors youth pastors used to do right and then he pours the jesus water into it that makes the water clear again right but because he was going through kind of in in some detail all of the ways kids could become sexually impure right talking about all of the bases the one kid that goes up Derek goes up 
and he's got just he's rock hard right he walks up to go plays like where's my guitar but he's wearing like basketball shorts and he's just completely rock hard and it's like that's where i knew that scene was like okay i'm this is great this is great i'm here i love this dick jokes great i'm i love this i was already loving it anyway it was already funny but it's nice to see them you know push it a little bit and it's not like this is overtly you know garbage humor or anything like that but it definitely you know it doesn't ignore that a kid listening to somebody describe especially at an age where their hormones are coursing through their veins listening to somebody describe all of the ways that they could be sexually impure and how maybe that imagination could make them you know stand at attention a hilarious scene was not at all expecting a dick joke right then part of this is their road trip like they have an eight hour road trip which is it's a funny road trip which is not a very big part of the movie which dave super super high energy as he is right cracked out some may say he has a funny conversation with rachel about tattoos and she doesn't have tattoos and he's like that's smart you know unlike a baby tattoos are forever which is a hilarious statement to say, you know, and he's pounding energy drinks and like trying to get people to do a sing along, like trying to force everybody into being at his level of energy. And of course, the kids are not not at all going to go to that level. And then, of course, he crashes when the energy drinks wear off. And then when he wakes up, cracks cracks another one and just high energy again like hilarious hilarious uh a lot of funny writing or improv improv you know combination of however they did it a lot of funny moments um even her going over baby names like pasta and fire hydrant hilarious and uh him scaring everybody awake was and just like it's just like trying so hard to be funny and cool and failing so miserably and even in his conversations with rachel trying to be funny and cool and every time everything falls flat and fails let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to talk about are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life look no further than inspiredisorder.com our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits these one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift but that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of the Ray Taylor show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to inspiredisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering inspiredisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show and then there's a scene there's another scene that wouldn't be in a, a religiously minded movie that i kind of thought was funny and could have been 
it's like a scene that I think could have been handled and done an even better way, but still funny. It's a scene where Dave walks in on one of the kids being pantsed. But the way it looks from the angle Dave sees it, it looks like a kid's getting a blowjob from another kid. A dude is getting a blowjob from another dude. And his like he's excited because it's his first kid that he thinks is gay in his youth group. Meanwhile, keep in mind, he only thinks one of the two kids is gay, right? And it took a while before I realized which one of the two he assumed would be gay in that scenario. And it's the one giving the blowjob, not the one receiving the blowjob, right? Which is hilarious. And there's a whole miscommunication scene where the kid who was doing the pantsing is the naive sheltered kid who doesn't know what the term blowjob or BJ means and thinks that that is in reference to pantsing somebody. So there's a hilarious miscommunication scene where it's clearly miscommunication and it gets to a point where Rachel clarifies, but it's gone so far to where Dave is now confused which i found a hilarious scene absolutely like so so fun so so funny like it's it's a moment and a scene that they could have almost stretched out right instead of taking care of it right there and just making a scene about it like there's a lot of things that happen where it could have been the setup could have been here and things happen and that setup gets paid off later like, everything is kind of set up and paid off right away. Um, still great, right? But just one of those things, like, the writing could have been, at least structurally, clearly the performances and the improv were, were funny in the moment, but I think the overall structure of the film, I think, could have been adjusted to make it even better. Um, and again, my favorite kid out of all the kids was Deb, right? like mildly goth rebellious but when we first see her before they go on this trip she's complaining about the youth group right and like going over why it's gone to shit and it's like well they hired a woman right and then dave is like the dumbest person ever right which she's like the one person that's got the clarity of what's going on more than anybody is like the most aware and no problem calling it out. Like that is the person that the person that has clarity and no regard for, you know, being, you know, creating her opinions in a way that aren't offensive to people like just blunt. That's the kind of person that I that's the kind of character I love. Right. And, you know, very cynical observer type of a person. And she even points out like there definitely could have been a lot more with her. I think she could have been a character that could have been used to make the competition aspect of this movie and Dave's like desire to be the champion and how Deb's character could have come through to like flesh out the kids more. But there's a great scene where she is when they f first arrive and she points out one of the many times where she just bluntly points out what she's observed uh, about Rachel and how Dave 
basically called her a dirty bottle of water and now she's picking up as trash like it's that i love that character where it's like like it's it's like refreshing to have that kind of right the the person that the audience sees and agrees with like yes thank you thank you for not hiding that or sugarcoating that you know but you have this rivalry with another youth group, right? Which there's a great scene where there's, like, youth group shit-talking. And, like, they're not good at shit-talking. And to the point where, like, the rival group considers themselves Goliath. And, of course, David, Pastor D, loved that, right? That great scene where it's like, oh, well, okay, that's fine. You're Goliath. We win. We're David. Uh, perfect, right? Great scene. But, like, and... Uh, a great aspect to this movie where you have this rivalry, right? Where it sets up kind of stakes. It makes it clear, Dave, this is what he wants to do. This is his goal. He wants to beat them. And somehow he needs to try and get these kids who couldn't be bothered to somehow perform in a way to where they would win. And I think that would be would have been a great opportunity to have Deb be the person who because of her attitude and her of her awareness if she had become kind of the leader of the kids right because they all respect her honesty they all respect her knowledge right if she had become kind of the person that the kids rallied behind they could have a montage of training of deb leading these kids to be trained and you know cut to you have these cuts comparing how they're training and then how dave is trying to get them to train and how just uneffective ineffective his training is compared to how effective her training is and even when the competitions happen how dave just assumes everything that they're doing well is because of the training but we really know it's actually deb so she's like this secret leader and then the point where they come together, like there's a point where they, like there's a scene where Dave realizes he thinks he wins and it finds out that everybody wins. And there's a scene where he goes, he like explodes, goes outside and Rachel goes out to talk to him. It could have easily been a moment where Deb was the one to go out and talk to him. And they almost come to an agreement. She's able to, like, she's the secret leader of everything. And she goes out and kind of gives Dave a pep talk. But he still takes it wrong, right? Like, it, it peps him up, but it just basic, basically reinflates his ego. But it's still kind of what she was trying to do anyway. So it's like one of those reluctant, like, well, I guess I did my job, but, you know. Either way, like th just things I th you know, I think if you could have played up the whole then there would have been more stakes for these kids like and then you have like maybe the finale is the the co band competition and you and you could even set up the fact that that quiet kid all of a sudden which th that scene turns into like very much like a uh, revenge of the nerds type of a scene where you see characters break out of their shell in a way you never expected and they could have even set that character up that quiet kid that just breaks out of his shell like if he had just worn headphones and that is part of what he retreated from the group 
constantly wearing headphones and you have a bit where everybody's trying to guess what he's listening to in his headphones right just coming up with obscure things like i think he's listening to like classical sitar music from india i think he's listening to just like industrial sounds i think like he just kind of been like the wackiest kinds of things that they guess he's listening to so when it's revealed that he raps it hits like oh that's what he was doing and then you you know it could have set that moment up more because it feels like out of nowhere this dude just comes out and lays out his bars and not that they were amazing very much a white dude rapping very much a white dude in a youth group rapping but still just certain things they could have set up more to utilize the kids because the kids were so great and so interesting and unique like they could have set things up to make that that goal of like them try at least dave's goal to beat the other team make it so these kids get invested because deb's the new leader and you start seeing the hidden talents these kids have and how that can be used for them to succeed right i don't know just just ideas just ideas anyway i i really did enjoy this movie um let's see was there anything else i wanted to yeah i got all that there's also a great like christ foot washing scene which i thought was great between the two camp leaders i thought that was really funny as well and really just all of those bits especially with pastor d makes sense right all of the things that he does and in the end seeing everybody kind of come together as a team sing not having to be forced into singing in the van back was a great kind of a great way to finish the movie and also this movie had something that i love at the end of movies that it's surprising doesn't happen it was like really popular in like the late 90s early 2000s and that's the bloopers having bloopers at the end so fun so fun you know especially in a comedy you know give me some funny stuff while the credits roll love the bloopers at the end of it always um, always love them uh but yeah aside from a few things that i think they could have done just to utilize the the characters in a fun way Right. I did enjoy this movie a lot. This movie could easily be a TV show like every character is so unique and interesting. Like they could have, the, you know, they could do a lot with, you know, so many different situations just utilizing these characters. Uh, Jeff Ryan, again, who plays Dave. Absolutely great. This movie just kind of made me excited to watch the other movies that he is in the other movies that this production company first name films has done uh so you know which i noticed that uh at least one other one maybe two are available uh they've produced i think like four films in general some shorts uh but yeah definitely excited to see what else jeff ryan has done um but yeah i had a lot of fun watching it and i'm glad they reached out if anybody has any recommendations uh let me know uh but thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the ray taylor show i hope you enjoyed my thoughts on the movie youth men don't forget to tune in every monday wednesday and friday 
for more movie and TV show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Until next time, enjoy the show! New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.